The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We'll get back to the regular scheduled program. Mike Danger. We're back at it today and ready for another week of excellent sports talk here in the Flower City. Gene Bataglia. Let's play ball, Danger. Let's go! Back from the bye week. At 6-6 six and six and being in the hunt. Touchdown, Kansas City! The college football playoff committee has unveiled its top four teams. Michigan number one, the Washington Huskies are number two, followed by Texas. Texas at number three, and the fourth and final spot belongs to Alabama. Ohio State QB Kyle McCord and Oklahoma QB Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal. Go Sabres! Nashville, you have been awesome! I don't think they're going to get it. I really don't. It's been long enough for me as far as what I've seen. I don't think they are going to do what this coaching staff wants them to do. It's showtime! The Cubs, the Dodgers, and Blue Jays. Cubs time. The outfielder Jerry Kelnick to Atlanta. Go Braves! 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. It's happy hour. We're fresh out of bye week in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us. At 95.7 FM, AM 950, the free-to-download Odyssey app where the fan Rochester sounds his best, and we're doing our best to look our best on the video stream as well. You can like and subscribe the fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch if you want to watch the sports bar. You can also get us on your smart device simply by asking it to play 95.7 The Fan. I'm Danger. He's Bataglia. I feel like we haven't been in the studio for over two weeks because it's been... Over two weeks. Yeah, and you're feeling better. You're feeling going better. You're not, doing not telling good. off. Everything's good. Got to feel so. better. We got a big week. It's Chiefs week. Friday, we've got our final Friday football talk live at Three Heads for Chiefs week. We're going to be broadcasting live from three until six at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue, our, our home away from home. I can't wait for that. Had to be ready for that. Can't be, can't be doubtful for that. Yeah, hopefully you can make plans. I know a lot of people are going to stop by to this one. It is kind of like the holiday season, right? So you know, have a cold one with us as uh, we'll be taking it right up until the holidays here, Danger and I. But uh, again, Chiefs Week, you're back. Our first show actually face-to-face uh, since November 17th. And you know, a lot of people want to thank for hooking you up at home. Derek the Pizza Dude, Bo Jackson. Uh, you know, New Tim was here as well. Dan <laughs> Drummy. We got to come up with be- something better than New, new Tim. Tim. I, not, well, we have Terrible Time Timmy. Terrible Time t- Timmy is is Terrible Time Timmy. Maybe Tim is just Tim <laughs> instead of Terrible Time Timmy. You, you could distinct, distinct the two by Terrible Time Timmy being Terrible Time Timmy. This, you, you know, it's a pattern. Like, they, we all have, like, nicknames for these guys, but we haven't come up with one. He's just Tim. Just Tim. <laughs> just Tim. Is just Tim. Um, yeah, but everybody's stepping up to try and keep uh, things afloat during uh, pressing circumstances. Last week, during the bye week, uh, we're back. We're fresh, and we're ready to go for Chiefs week. And Jay Binkley, last hour from 610 Sports in Kansas City. Uh, look, I, you know, the Chiefs, if you watched last night, there's, they're just a tick off from what you normally expect out of the Chiefs. They're not as formidable an opponent as we've seen in years past. All that being said, man, I hate this spot for the Buffalo yeah, Bills. Yeah, Chris writing in. You can write to us on X2. That's the most dejected I've ever heard Binkley. He even admitted that the talent of the Chiefs has isn't up to the standard. I don't think he's ever said anything close to the Chiefs not having enough talent. Chris, he also got in there. The Patrick Mahomes is 17 and three following a loss. And when you look at the remaining uh, games on the Chiefs schedule, and, and Jay also pointed this out too, that they've been, you know, at junctures where they've had four losses during this week and still ended up with the number one seed. So when you look at it, 
uh, who might end up with the number one. You're going to watch Jacksonville tonight, and that's going to be the talk. Hey, they control their own destiny. Anybody really fear the Jaguars? I'm still starting to think that Kansas City, with that cream puff schedule they have, now Joe Burrow getting hurt, certainly, but when you finish up with New England, Vegas, the beat-up Bengals, and then at the Chargers, and who knows who's coaching that team, yeah, the Chiefs are not only winning the division, they're probably going to be the top seed. Yeah, there's uh, there's still a lot to play for for them. And, of course, for the Buffalo Bills, hey, look, uh, season's not over. And certainly a win on Sunday goes a long way to extending our, our hopes that this team could make the postseason. I, I remain skeptical that that can happen, but uh, we will, throughout the course of the week here, give you the latest as the Bills return mm. from their bye. The latest including nothing new on the Von Miller front. Which... I think it's telling because they could have done the normal Monday thing because McDermott and the staff, they're, they're back in the building and they didn't have to talk. They didn't talk to reporters today. So they kind of deferred this to Wednesday. So what's my read on it? Well, the decision here is out of their hands. And why, why do we have to address this now? We'll just kind of wait until Wednesday. Maybe we get more clarity between now and then. And even by Wednesday, if he gets asked, is he giving you anything? No, it's no, a we're, process. We're, we're going to no, let no, it play we, out. Yeah, we're, we're, in, we're in communication with the league, yeah. you know, and that's it. And we take this very seriously. And da, 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 da. Yeah, I can write this. I can write his answer. You exactly know what he, yeah, yeah. exactly right. So uh, you can join us at 866-4-F-A-N, 866 <laughs> if you want to pull up a stool here in the sports bar during happy hour. Peter writing in his Tim a real name hashtag Jack. No, Tim is not a real name. Timothy is the name. Oh, so Tim is not a real name. Tim is not a real name. Like Mike is not a real name. It's Michael. So we have to call him Timothy, I guess. Timothy. Yeah. He's not Tim. He's Timothy. There's terrible time. Timmy. Timmy's not a real name either, but we'll we'll stick with terrible time. Timmy. He's not Tim. Tim's not a real name. Timothy. Timothy. Helped us last week. (laughs) Thanks, Peter. What was the one that you said isn't a real name? Jack. Jack, Jack isn't is a, real, a real name. Jack isn't a real name. I know we've got some good audio for take of the year. Jack is not a real name. Might be take of the year. When it's all said and done, I might have to do, just give you the crowd and be like, you know what? Jack is not a real name is a strong, strong take. I, like, you don't have the audio of that, though. We can find it. I'll put Dan DeLorean on the case. Find exactly when this happened. Jack is not a real name. The name is John or Jonathan. <laughs> Jack is not a real name. <laughs> what happened? Jack Haley shows up. Look at my license. What does it say? It says yeah, Jack. yeah. It's not a real name, Jack. Sorry. Gene said so. Um, but the big uh, story of the day today, of course, everybody's still reacting to uh, the college football playoff and the committee's decision to leave an undefeated Power 5 conference champion on the outside looking in for the first time in the history of the college football playoff. An undefeated conference champ will not be competing for a national championship. I think that's so rich because what happened in July and August while uh, college sports was having its upheaval, Florida State kicking and screaming and kind of dumping on their own conference. It was almost like foreshadowing. It was it was it wasn't them outwardly dumping on their own conference, but it was a, a suggestion that we are not we don't believe we want we are good enough or we are we are they, no, the quality they, they, of the ACC. We need to be with no, the big boys. Basically they were saying what the television contract they have, it's because of us. Give us a bigger share. And the commissioner said no, and the other president say no. Okay, then we're going to talk. So that's kind of where this stems from. Um, if your Florida State scheduled tougher guys, okay, like yes, you did schedule LSU. I get that, but 
sorry. Like, does anybody think that the committee got it wrong? I would also say that Georgia, I would have ahead of Florida State. I would put Ohio State ahead of Florida State. Right. The, the idea that Georgia finished behind Florida State in the rankings just kind of shows you how, what a farce these rankings are because there's no way that Georgia is a worse football team, even with one loss against Alabama, than what we saw out of Florida State on Saturday night. Florida State doesn't have their quarterback. Florida State, had you put him in, would have been wiped off the face of the earth by Michigan. The, the committee has a responsibility to their TV partners to give them the best possible match. Four best teams. I, it's funny because I don't know that anybody will say that the committee got it wrong when you actually think about the four best teams being the four best teams, but everybody's saying that the committee got it wrong, that this is a travesty. That How? This is, that I, I don't I don't see it that way. In they fact, even got the rankings right, one through four. You got it. I mean, even... Even the idea that that you know Texas beat Alabama, and now you've got Alabama going to Michigan. Like this is setting up for it's, it's setting up magnificently. It's going to be an unbelievable New Year's Day watching these games. That's a whole weekend. You got Week Seventeen NFL loaded on Sunday, and then you go into New Year's Day Monday. Yeah, we're going to come back fat and happy on uh, so much outrage though. Everybody just wants to be mad at something. Everybody wants to be outraged and. I believe in this instance that you can have two things be true simultaneously. That that the committee got it right and that Florida State got screwed. I really believe they got screwed. That that things out of their own control forced them out of the college football playoff. They did everything they were supposed to do. They finished the season undefeated. They won their conference championship game. They are a power of five conference. Like they should they should be in there, except that they're not one of the four best teams. So the only real way to, to satiate Florida State is if you would have expanded the playoff this season and given six teams an opportunity to go in, which, of course, isn't happening until next season when you have the 12-team playoff. So what would have happened had Georgia won? Would you have put Texas in ahead of Florida State? The answer is yes. Yeah, you, you would have absolutely, and people would have been like, oh, they lost a game. Okay, no. Like, so... Any way you look at it, Florida State wasn't going to get over. And also, you you stuck with that game Saturday night. It wasn't good. Louisville could have done everybody a favor oh, by winning that game. That game was gross. It was it was gross. That was a stinker. Um, look, the Michigan-Iowa game kind of went exactly like we thought it would go. It wasn't like an entertaining game because Iowa has zero offensive ability. But um, Bama did what they needed to do. And Texas did what they needed to do, man. Texas, they won with flair. They won emphatically in the Big 12 championship game. And and when you watch those games, when you watch the teams that are involved in the college football playoff, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, even Washington from Friday night, there's a different stratosphere of play that they were they were playing in a different stratosphere than what you saw Florida State playing against Louisville. It was just not the same brand, the same quality of football. So that alone right there tells me that the committee got it right, that the committee probably knows, hey, we, we know that Florida State's going to get some heat here. It's almost insulting that they put Florida State at five ahead of Georgia, almost as like a, 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 an additional FU to Florida State because they're clearly not the, the no. fifth best team in the country. No, this is the last time we can have one of these. Oh, my gosh, you got screwed there. Steven Victor calling in. Hey, There's Steve, what's going on? 
<laughs> so you, I think you guys are spot on with the college football playoff. Could you have imagined if Syracuse went undefeated <laughs> and this would have been the year that they didn't get in, how an uproar that Western and Central New York would be in right now? I just think it's kind of hilarious that Florida State didn't end up getting in, but can you imagine if it was Syracuse right now? But I think it does, Steve, it does speak to the strength of the conference in which they play in, and that's part of why they wanted out of that conference, right? Like, you want out of the ACC not only because there's more money to be made in the SEC TV dollars and revenue, but you also recognize that the, the, the strength of the opponent isn't going to help you down the road. Like, hey, congratulations on beating Georgia Tech. Way to go taking care of Syracuse. Like, th- these are not games, even though they're conference games. You can't apologize for that if you're, if you're Mike Norvell, but you just know it's not going to stack up when you've got... You know, the resume that Alabama has beating Tennessee, beating Kentucky, doing all the things that they did to get beating Georgia, who hadn't lost in a year and a half. Like, these are things that that Florida State just couldn't match up with. No, and it didn't help that Clemson, like, that that should be the pillar of the conference, just... Yeah, a pillar of salt. It just went I, right. I love that. That I don't know if it was somebody in the committee or who put out there. This does not diminish the efforts in the. It absolutely, it literally diminishes everything that they did this year. The, the exclusion of Florida State diminishes everything that they did this year. But thank you for trying to sugarcoat it and, and pay, put a rainbow on this horrible, horrible story. If you're a Florida State fan, terrible. So I, th- I think two things can be true at simultaneously. Florida State absolutely got screwed. And the college football playoff committee got it right. Yeah. The only way Florida State was going to get in if Texas somehow lost, which they were not. And it's good to have Texas football relevant. That's going to be a fun game. Texas and Washington. Oh, both games are going to be spectacular. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, I, I, I feel like we were a little bit spoiled with, with the action that we had this weekend. Championship weekend delivered. That game was a dud. The, the Florida State-Louisville game was a dud. But, you know, like you got a great game on Friday night between Oregon and, and Washington. What a way to, to ring out the Pac-12. And uh, Alabama-Georgia was was competitive. I mean, Alabama, they they kind of took control of, of that game. They're, Georgia never really felt like they were in that game. It was all Alabama. I want to go back to what Steve said. Imagine if Syracuse was in that position. Steve, you have a vivid imagination. Yeah. I could not imagine that at all. I can't get to that point. No. <laughs> I can't get to them finishing two games above 500, let alone undefeated on the season. What what world are you living in? Um, and I feel bad because I, I know we took a call last week saying, well, can we just have something of relevance? Can we have Syracuse? Be-? No, Syracuse basketball can't deliver either. They look terrible against Virginia. You know, I had, and we're going to get more to, in shots. I did get a text from Larry or a tweet from Larry saying, hey, give the Nighthawks. Well, we have the Nighthawks. They oh, my run, God. They Big them. second they half. Them, yeah. Big second half. Got to got to say uh, what up to Yacht Rock John, Captain Obvious. We know uh, Brian, a bunch of our regulars, went and, and checked out uh, the Nighthawks in the home opener on Saturday night. Hope that was great, and, and they gave you a great product there. Big second half, and uh, the Nighthawks get the W. Yeah, that's one of those, okay, maybe you ha- are with somebody that doesn't really like sport. They do a job to kind of make it palatable you know, for everybody mm-hmm. there, so I think they do a fine job at the Nighthawks. We'll, uh, we'll talk more local sports with... Rochester Americans head coach Seth Appert, who joins us tomorrow afternoon, as he does every Tuesday afternoon at 425. And we'll also check in on Matt Perino covering the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post Standard, who joins us every Tuesday at 325. That's tomorrow's show. Yeah, um, NFL from yesterday just felt kind of a, 
Yeah. They, like, like, okay, Houston winning over Denver. I know there's been some debate. Does that help Buffalo? Did they Honestly, I think we're still too too far off from determining uh, all these scenarios. If you're one to play with the uh, formula here, here's the formula you should play. Just worry about Buffalo winning, period, the end. If they win four of their last five, Danger, I think they're in, but that would entail winning this week, mm-hmm. which I've said all along. You got to win two of these three, meaning Philadelphia, Kansas City, and Dallas, and there goes your buffer here. So... We're talking to Jay Binkley though. This, you know, last hour, I I want to get there to say Bills fans, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. I'm, I'm not. not I'm, I'm not, not there. there. No. I, is anything going to change your mind through the course of this week? That's going to make you think that the Bills all of a sudden? I mean, the Chiefs actually losing at Lambeau last night makes me feel worse about this weekend's outcome for the Buffalo Bills. I think it makes the spot tougher for the Buffalo Bills than had the Chiefs actually done what we all thought they were going to do, go into Lambeau and beat an inferior team in Green Bay. And Green Bay whooped them. I want to welcome Chiefs fans to everybody else here that, oh my gosh, the officials screwed us. Hmm. The officials are going to screw your favorite team at some point this year. They are equal offending jerks here in this league right now. Honestly, it's like officiating is poor. We just have to deal with it. And you got to rise above it. But any Bills fan that said that was the reason why you lost to Philadelphia, no. And I'm reading a lot today about the last drive and the non-PI call. Maybe don't let it get down to that point if you have right. Patrick Mahomes. Right. And even Patrick Mahomes will say, I need to make a better throw. I'm not trying to play games in hopes that we draw a flag. That's not how the game is played, and that's not how these guys are thinking about it. That's not how coaches are coaching the game. I mean, certainly one thing you could do if you're a coach in the NFL is study the tendencies of the crew that has your game. And I'm pretty sure all coaches do this if you're if you're doing your homework leading up to the game and you know who your crew is going to be, what are their tendencies? Does this crew call a lot of holding? I'm sure they do this already. I'm sure every NFL team has an officiating scout who scouts out the crew going into it to know going in, hey, they're pretty heavy on on pass interference calls or hey, they call a lot of holding plays. Mind your P's and Q's. Keep your hands inside because these guys like to call the hold. I'm pretty sure that that's already happening across the NFL. Short of that, just know that you're going to get screwed. You're going to have a, a play or two that is a questionable call, and it should never come down to a ref's questionable call as to whether or not you should win that game. I I don't like it. I hate the excuse. It's universally accepted that officiating in the NFL is terrible, and I don't know that that changes ever. Even if they do make them full-time, even if they do make more of an investment in AI no, I, and technology. I, that's, that's, that's the part. We, you have the technology, but it's going to cost a little money. And you know what, Danger? Having bad calls feeds the beast here a little bit. It gets everybody talking. It gets you watching. It gets you complaining. It gets you more invested. It's a fact. So they're not going to touch this. Well, let's see. Uh, yesterday's outcomes, the Rams beating the, the Browns, that's a positive for the Bills. The Chiefs obviously losing is a positive for the Bills in some way, shape, the or form. Steelers losing. Steelers big is big. Boost, yeah. It's a big boost for the Buffalo Bills. And and through the course of the rest of the season here, every week there are going to be a couple of games where you're in Denver losing. That's okay, good. We, we want those kind of outcomes where – 
anything that we can get to help boost our chances here down the stretch will be welcome. You just got to handle your part of it now on the field. If you're the Buffalo Bills, go down to Arrowhead. It's a business trip and handle your business. Yeah. And uh, you, you come back and, and the hope is danger. I'm going to paint the best case scenario. The Bills finally get it done. They win in Kansas City. They won in Kansas City, but I'm talking about this year. Bills win. Yay. And you have Dallas coming off a big emotional win where they finally get over the hump against Philadelphia. And now they kind of come up to Buffalo. Right. Well, you know, I'm painting a letdown picture there. Perhaps. Right. If the, if the Cowboys have a letdown, let's have it be in Orchard Park after the Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the perfect scenario. And the, the worst scenario is another horrific loss at Arrowhead in some spectacular fashion that we haven't yet seen from the Buffalo Bills and has us coming back a week from today going, well, it was a fun season. Let's look ahead to uh, April and let's break the draft seal in the middle of December. <laughs> Chris writing in more picked up flags than I've ever seen this year, more meddling with legal gambling now, in my opinion. Yeah, that's also part of this, too. It's like you have a lot of money, right? It's a massive part of it. Yeah. It can't be overstated. It is a massive, massive. Like the NFL can't get it wrong. Cannot. And when when these guys get interviewed afterwards, the pool reporter, you know, asks the question. They they all have the same answer. Like, oh, they believe. It's because everything is subjective. They're not going to tell you, yeah, we blew that call. We need that one back. Admitting guilt, admitting that you screwed up is admitting that the games aren't legitimate. And therefore, why am I betting on games that aren't legitimate? They're never going to admit that they got a call wrong. Well, look at, I can't believe I'm saying, like drawing an analogy where baseball might be doing something right, but they're testing the AI stuff. The the the, the strike zone here, what you see out at Frontier Field. What's the NFL's plan for kind of stepping in here to to the new wave of technology when it comes to officiating? I don't think there is one. Yeah, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, like like you can't even get a, a um, you can't even get these guys part time or full time employment. They're all part timers. Well, not all of them. Some of them are full time. But you could certainly make a case that it's important enough where you would get all these guys full time salary, full time benefits, full time wages, but. It's the NFL. Billionaires can be notoriously cheap. It's how they become billionaires. Yeah, and linesmen, they've got to break up fights, too. Like when you have Big Dom, the security guy, pointing his finger. Hold on a second. Are you mean to tell me that there's an Italian guy, an Italian who's the head of security for the Philadelphia Eagles, and his name is Dom? He looked the part. Of he's course. got he's got the IFP. Like, what are you doing near the sideline? What 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 is it that is putting the I'm team? I'm breaking up a fight because I'm Italian. Nobody messes with my. Stay team. away from my coach. Stay away from my player. I'm dumb and I'm Italian. Broke it up. Got a little finger to the face too there by uh, Greenlaw. They both got ejected. It didn't, you know, one got a standing ovation. I, I mean, is anybody in San Francisco today complaining about their linebacker being ejected for grazing the mouth of an Italian? What do you mean? You can't, he's Italian. You can't do that disrespectful. He's an Italian. Um, yeah, the, I'm jealous of the Niners, man. I was texting my friend, Tim, who's a Niners fan. And I'm like, I love that team. That's a good football team man they're fun to watch what they do offensively defensively physically just they just went in and beat the defending champs and now okay you want to come here we can go there like who would be the team dallas they whooped 
Dallas. Detroit? Detroit is funny because when it's all said and done, Detroit could still be the one seed in the NFC and nobody's taking them seriously. Detroit just has like enough flaws to make you wonder, are, are they real? Yeah, they're, they're screwing around with the Saints yesterday. Yeah. That should have been Letting easy, the Saints yeah. back in. Yeah. Just farting around, letting the Saints back in. Are they real? They they are real. They could be the one seed when it's all said and done. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks here down the stretch in the NFL. And of course, uh, it gets underway with the Bills traveling to Arrowhead. We'll have pregame coverage starting at noon on Sunday here on The Fan. And don't forget, Gino and I broadcasting live Friday afternoon, 3 to 6. Friday football talk live. It's Chiefs week. We'll be at Three Heads on Atlantic Avenue. I wonder if they'll have the Sprucifer ready to go for uh, for us on Friday. The Sprucifer's coming out for the holidays. Mm. It's one of my favorites. I think Spruce I'm going to bring, tips. yeah, maybe get a little growler to go there. Kind of like, yeah, I got to Can't go wrong. Yeah. Uh, stop by and see us. That'll be Friday afternoon, three to six. Our fr- our final Friday football talk live of the season from Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue in the neighborhood of the Arts. Uh, that's coming up this Friday. We look forward to seeing you there. We may have baseball writers stopping by and shots. I'm not sure. Okay, as we have Hall of Fame news, other other stories here. Um, things going from bad to worse. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about the Sabers, probably because we want you in a good mood. Oh riding God, home. the Sabers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's it. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a really, really fun holiday season with college football. We'll kind of give you some of the scheduling. All right, we'll get to that in more next. A round of shots coming up. If you want to join us for last call, our lines are open. You can join us at eight six six four F A N five eight five eight. 866-4326. Stay in the sports bar. Danger in Bataglia, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. The Fan, Rochester. Sports Update. Bill's news, not much of it today. Head coach Sean McDermott not addressing reporters. That will now happen on Wednesday, so no developments today concerning Von Miller. Former Colts linebacker Shaq Leonard signing with a new team. He's now with Philadelphia. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett had surgery on his ankle today. He's a no-go Thursday night. The Steelers taking on the Patriots. Monday Night Football has the Bengals and Jaguars. Jacksonville a 10-point favorite. Buffalo Sabres are sliding. Detroit coming in tomorrow night. Here's head coach Don Granato. You've got to bring it every night. And uh, we we need to bring that more consistently, more more compete. And I've said that all along, more consistently. But when you when you miss it one night, it's an awful, awful feeling. Ford Alex Tucks now the latest to be injured. Amherst hosting Charlotte on Friday. Gene Bataglin, the sports leader, the fan Rochester. Rochester's home for live sports and the best sports talk anywhere. The sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The fan, Rochester. Time for a round of shots in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia. Hey, Syracuse made a bowl game dangerous. The uh, former Biggie's opponent, South Florida. Uh, that'll be 8 o'clock on Thursday, December 21st. The RoofClaim.com Bowl we played... At a stadium in Boca Raton where Florida Atlantic plays, apparently they'll take anyone's money to put their name on a bowl game. For kicks, danger, I read up on Roof Claim, the rating on the Better Business Bureau, F. Whoa! Reading some of the complaints and reviews make me wonder, how is this company even still in business? (laughs) 
Uh, it seems about right for Syracuse football yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, they don't play Monday Night Football in Week 18. The NFL wants everyone with equal rest heading into the playoffs. Um, this year, there was not going to be any Monday Night Football in Week 17 either. That's because New Year's Day falling on a Monday. So we get the two playoff games, five games in all on New Year's Day in college football. It's going to be fantastic. The four-seed Alabama taking on Michigan. That's going to be the Rose Bowl. That's first up on New Year's Day. 8.45 p.m. schedule for the matchup in New Orleans. The other semifinal, Washington taking on the third seed texas and they got it right and we've been saying all afternoon like two things can be true simultaneously yes florida state got screwed and yes the college football playoff committee got it right these four games these are i think this these two matchups i think are the best two matchups we've seen i mean there's nothing here that seems like it would be lopsided i mean even last year you look back tcu got over on michigan but, but then, that was a wild game in the semis yeah but could we have a combination this year where, oh gosh, this like this is going to be a runaway? I don't think so. No, and you've got. I mean, you know, these are all schools that have won titles. Like it's just, it's going to be, it's just going to be entertaining. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you have names, panics. You have yeah, yeah, yeah. heritage say, programs, yeah. star players. Sign me up. Ottawa and Columbus, those are the only two teams in the Eastern Conference with fewer points than your Buffalo Sabres. Mind you, Ottawa has played six less games than Buffalo. Sunday night hockey in Buffalo does not go the Sabres away, falling to Nashville 2-1. It's been slow starts that have killed Buffalo in their last five They've been outscored 11-1 in the first 20 minutes of play. Alex Tuck, the latest uh, player to go down here. He's got a lower body injury. Detroit comes in for a 7-30 puck drop tomorrow night on Hulu. They've regressed. They've regressed, and um, it's disheartening. It's hard to watch, and there hasn't been... Even last year, you saw at times there was a spark. There was a game that they 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 didn't quit. They didn't come back. And look, there have been moments where uh, like the St. Louis game last week, they were down 3 nothing. They fought back, got back into the game, but then they regressed again, and, and they they lost focus and, and ended up losing that game. The, the slow starts are one thing, but I'm more worried about just there's a lack of fight. There's a lack of energy. There's a lack of want with this team. They just don't feel like they're engaged. Well, or maybe it's just as simple as this was the way they were last year, but the goals came a lot easier. And now everybody's got a little bit of tape. And oh, by the way, Tage Thompson, you can't ignore the injury problem here too. This team is going through and it's, it's got to trickle down, I think, to the Amherst here a little bit. We'll talk to head coach uh, Seth Appert, the Amherst uh, getting uh, a win with uh, Devin Levi. Uh, they split up in Belleville. Yeah. And Friday night, that feels like a special Amherst game. Charlotte coming in, but just to see Devin Levi making his home debut. Yeah, just- that'll be a lot of fun. Can't wait to uh, talk to Coach Appert tomorrow. Baseball writer has to be very excited about this. Former Pirate, Marlin, and Tigers manager Jim Leyland is going into the Hall of Fame. Leyland elected by the Contemporary Baseball Era Non-Players Committee, which considers accomplishments since the year 1980. Lou Pinella fell one vote short. The vote from the baseball writers themselves. It comes up in January. Adrian Beltary, Joe Maurer, Chase Utley are all first-timers on the ballot. Okay. Uh, any of those guys getting in? Any of those first-timers getting well, in? Well, Beltray for sure, because he's got the 3,000. Probably Maurer, and I'd say Utley, too. I put them all in. I, uh, so you're telling me Jim Leland isn't a Hall of Fame manager as of right now? Well, he will be. Yeah, I mean, he will. Yeah. He will be, but he hasn't been up to this point. Like that, that guy feels like a Hall of Famer, right? Like he's just for longevity alone. For the fact that he's like the last guy in sports that could openly <laughs> smoke 
<laughs> like he's been, he's he would just choking, sit there, choking like, down darts yeah, in the like, dugout, like, man. Nothing, nothing to see here. It's yeah. baseball, you know, old time baseball, man. The seventies yeah. were something. The seventies were something. That wasn't the seventies danger. He would cup his hand so like he would hide it, but you would just see kind of the smoke yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up. This is like the twenty tens in Detroit. Oh my god! Yeah, one of a kind. Well, habits that that started in the sixties and seventies that are just too hard to quit. That is unbelievable. Let's give some love for the Nighthawks. They scored how many times, Danger? How many times in the second half? Nine times. Overcoming a five-goal deficit, they beat Calgary 14-13. Rochester plays up in Saskatchewan on Saturday. RIT, by the way, give some love for them. They swept Robert Morris, the Tigers, on on the road this weekend at American International. Tigers are legit, right? Ranked 19th. Oh, absolutely. They're legit. Yeah, nice getting that sweep over the weekend. Uh, props to the Nighthawks as well, the home opener and a, a great product for everybody to enjoy. They 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 complete the comeback and and uh, get that uh, get that win over Calgary. Finally, we need to check on the folks at a venue called X Golf. X Golf is one of these uh, simulators with a bar, and you kind of you know buy stuff. That's not what I think when I hear X Golf. Welcome Von Miller and X Golf. Von Miller is here. We understand you have some time in the bye week, champ. Come on in. Welcome to X Golf. Don't forget to say hi to Cinnamon on stage four. While you're swinging that nine on her, she's swinging something else, pal. Cinnamon, stage four. Cinnamon, stage four. Again, every time you do that, I, I think you have that somewhere in your past. It's just too no, on the no, mark. No. Very- I have it somewhere in my future, pal. There's going to be some day where I, I am found not to be valuable anymore. And the only place that will find value for me will be... Hey, everybody, it's me, Mike Danger at X-Golf. We are here at X-Golf every Tuesday night with Peaches on stage two. And you get a bucket of balls and a bucket of something else for just two fifty. We'd be like, hey guys, remember me? I'm Mike Danger, formerly of the Sports Bar. Welcome. <laughs> to my past. That's not in my past. That's my future, future. pal. Uh, well, X Golf is actually in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and they had the bright idea to have this promotion free beer until Iowa scores their first point. Watch what Haley can do with a stalk of corn at X Golf next Saturday night here in Des Moines. At what point does the manager step in and say, okay, everybody go home here. They're not going to score. That offense is despicable. It's, it's insulting. It was insulting. They Even the quarterback doesn't even look like a quarterback. Like, what are we doing in it, Iowa? It's Right. And, and when we talk to PJ, he's like, this is hilarious. The over-under first half, half a point. The over-under second half for Iowa, half a point. And he's telling us, bet the under. And he and won. won. And he won. And he won. Just despicable. <laughs> Absolutely despicable. But, I mean, go, to go an entire season and win the games that they won to get into that point, I mean, Ferentz is, he doesn't care. That guy didn't care about how you win. That's an old-time football oh, coach. they probably love him, and they yeah. love, uh, you know, it's funny, Pete, uh, like we talked earlier with Thor, he's an Iowa grad Thursdays, Andy Barron's an Iowa grad, they yeah. just... It was fine with Ferris. Yeah, he's just an old school coach. Yeah. Don't care how you win the games. We're not here for style points. We're here to beat you up. And they try. They try. Uh, yeah, Michigan, too much for Iowa. I, I took Iowa in the points. I tried. I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. I was trying to talk you off of that on yeah. Friday. Like, no, no, no. I took Iowa in the points. I don't know what's wrong with me. I saw it. I'm like, come on. That's a lot of points. I mean, they got their defense has to be able to stop me. And for a good part of the game, I'm like, they're going to cover. They're going to cover. And then, of course, the end. It's almost like Michigan was just toying with my emotions. But they get the win. They get the shutout. 
uh, they dispatch of Iowa and they move on. Yeah, um, I'm happy to report. Normally, we don't know who's going to be on following our show. It's going to be Bart Winkler tonight. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I love hearing that. Uh, before we get to Bart, we close up shop next in the sports bar. It's last call. 866-4-F-A-N, 866-4326 if you want to pull up a stool and join us. Our phone lines are open, and we utter the most dangerous words in all of Sports Talk Radio. We go to the phones next on The Fan Rochester. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan as the weather gets colder. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 50 bucks if your team wins. Think about that if you're a fan of Cincinnati or Jacksonville tonight. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and you've got a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, FanDuel.com slash Mike, and join me this NFL season on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL, 21-plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with a gambling problem. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. To me, especially with Smith leaving the game at left tackle, they were really able to put some pressure on Mahomes uh, in the pocket, which will be a key for the Bills uh, Sunday as they go to Kansas City is being able to get pressure on Mahomes with a four-man rush because you don't want to dial up too many blitzes against him. He's been great against the blitz throughout his career. But especially if Smith plays, which we'll see, he left the game with a stinger, right shoulder stinger, their left tackle. But if he doesn't play, they were able to apply consistent pressure on Mahomes and really make it difficult on that offense throughout the game. Something to watch come Sunday. That's Eric Wood, former Bills center, Buffalo Bills Radio Network color guy. Uh, earlier today on One Bills Live, a, a potential matchup that the Bills could exploit come Sunday at Arrowhead. Welcome back to the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia, we appreciate you checking us out. The stream is online at the Fan Rochester. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitch. And when you're there, make sure you like and subscribe. We always appreciate when you give us that little thumbs up and click the bell for notifications to know every time we take this show live. Uh, we'll be taking the show live and on the road come Friday. We'll be at... Three Heads Brewing on yeah. Atlantic Avenue. Yeah, this is our last one of the football season. As uh, Chiefs week, it's going to be fun. We're there three to six, so have a cold one with us. We'll have some special guests, as we always do. And Danger, I'd like hanging out a little bit afterward, too, with some of our regulars. Yeah. So, like, we don't have anybody to, anywhere to shuffle off to after uh, Friday night. There. No, that'll be a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate everybody that stops out and everybody that will stop out on Friday. Put a little uh, reminder there on your phone to join us at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue in the neighborhood of the Arts for our Friday Football Talk Live show. That's 3 to 6 coming up this Friday. I don't know if, if they have the spruce for going. Uh, you know, I'm not going to 
I don't know what I'm going to be like come happy hour on Friday if the sprucifer is is rocking at three. Uh, you're you're going to pace yourself. I'm going to you know watch over. Boy, you. that would be just way professional. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we've got a great show lined up for you. Every Tuesday is fantastic in the sports bar. We talk plenty of Buffalo Bills with our Bills insider from the Syracuse Post Standard, NewYorkUpstate.com. Matt Perino stops by the show tomorrow afternoon at 325. Yeah, and we'll be talking also to Amherst head coach Seth Thapper at uh, 425. The Amherst back home on Friday. We just want to slide this one in because the, the Jets are kind of irrelevant, but I think this is this is not a this is could be a career ending move if you actually do this. This is according to Diana Russini of the Athletic. Uh, the Jets actually want to go back to Zach Wilson this coming week. <laughs> but this is the report. <laughs> He is reluctant to step back in. Sources oh, telling her, "Boy, what? What? Reluctant to do your job? You coward! Why would you even? How would that even come up? Like, why would you even hesitate? You coward! You are not an NFL quarterback. All right. So if that's true, cut him. Right." You, I mean, but cutting him would be such a blatant admission of getting it wrong. I mean, you've already essentially admitted you screwed up by picking him, by drafting him. You got it wrong when you took him with the second pick overall. But what if that's true? That's a next level of cowardice. It's you. you congratulations, the XFL has your name written all over it. <laughs> it can't be true. Like you That's can't. Insane. You're like, yeah, I don't want to go back in. It's too. Do I too have much. to? Oh, tired pamper. Uh, Tony, we'll slide you in. Tony, what's going hey, on? Hey, Tony, I wonder. I wonder if he's Italian. Hey, Tony. Uh, hey, it's the Rooper. How we doing? Hey, buddy, what's up? Hey, um, I got two things I want to talk about. One, uh, the NFL playoffs. Like I have the best answer for this mess it's very simple like they play a full game and it goes into overtime right so when you get into overtime just don't let them play for the tie right so each team gets the ball if the first team goes down the field and gets the field goal the other team gets the ball back and it's simple they just cannot kick a field goal they have to go for the touchdown right and and that's it that's the overtime rules as they exist right now if i'm not mistaken right so you're saying in, in the postseason? No, like what he's saying, though, is like in the postseason, like it, like for Buffalo, say had Philadelphia had not scored a touchdown, they could have kicked the field goal. And then and it would have been tied. Yeah, it would have been tied. But you wouldn't do that because if you kick a field, you almost have to score in that scenario because the other team's going to score. It's the, the second possession is like. Yeah, and Tony, we're up against him, man. Yeah, I, sorry, I know you Tony, had another yeah. point, but uh, we've got to make way because uh, – well, tonight it's uh, it's our buddy. It's Bart Winkler, yeah, on CBS Sports Radio. Love having Bart on, and, and I know Bart had a lot, a lot to say about the College Football Playoff Committee selections over the weekend. So you'll hear Bart rifle off some takes next here on the Fan Rochester, and Gino and I will be back here tomorrow afternoon, starting at three o'clock. Really appreciate you stopping by the Sports Leader, ninety-five-seven FM and AM nine fifty, the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the. Inside scoop from experts, A-U-D-A-C-Y, Odyssey.